Hi, I'm Helen Pollitt and this is SEO in 2023. Helen, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? My tip is that perfectionism in SEO is actually the enemy of progress. So I really feel that when we begin our time as SEOs, we often have this mental or even physical checklist that we run through for every activity that we do, which is absolutely fine. Um, it helps you to keep in mind all of the things that you probably want to look at, all the things that you want to check. But it does cause us to rely a little bit on this notion of best practice. Um, when you very first start adding pages to your blog, for instance, you might look to get all green ticks from that SEO CMS plugin that you use. Or you might have a set number of characters that you want to put into your page title to make sure it's not truncated in the search results. We have a lot of tools at our disposal, and most of them will have some sort of traffic light system to, to flag errors that they perceive as being problems for your website. So when you very first start out, a lot of us will rely on those to identify red critical errors or amber problematic errors on our websites. And we'll do whatever we can to fix those so that we only have green, uh, no red and scary amber colours showing up. And this is this is totally fine when you're starting out, it's absolutely fine. But as we mature in our knowledge and experience as SEOs, those checklists, or at least always rigidly following them, starts to become problematic. We need to rely on some of the context that we know about particular websites or industries, or we need to, to look back at our experience and think, actually, what worked in a scenario similar to this one in the past and what didn't. And we almost have to sort of put those checklists and that idea of having to score 100 on all of the tests and getting all green lights, just put that to one side. In my opinion, there's not really such thing as best practice in SEO because every website, every industry, every vertical that you're working in is different. And there are a few core tenants that we as SEOs tend to hold to that we kind of know that if you do X, you can realistically expect Y. But that's actually not as common as you might think. And worked well with one website isn't 100% transferable to another website. And that's essentially why all of our answers seem to start with, it depends, because that context and that nuance is actually really important. And when you're striving for perfection in SEO, whatever you think that might look like, sometimes you lose a little bit of that nuance and a little bit of those differences that actually make a big impact across websites. In all honesty, I think that some of the things that we're trying to perfect don't actually need to be perfected. So take, for instance, um, cool budget. Most websites don't actually have an issue with crawl budget, but you will see a lot of people who will spend time and, and energy going through their website and relinking every link that points to a redirecting page, which fair, that's good maintenance. It's good, good practice to do that, to, to keep on top of those sorts of things. But unless you've got loads and loads of URLs that are redirecting and lots of links pointing to those redirecting URLs, chances are it's probably not really impacting how much your website Googlebot can get through. Um, and so you might just be doing something for the sake of ticking a box and it's not necessarily going to drive the growth that you're hoping it will. And as a result of those sorts of activities, you might find yourself wasting time and resource that you could be putting to much better use. Um, and it's not just your time and resource either. It could be other teams in your company or, or you might be requesting that your clients do things that actually aren't really going to be needle moving just so you can get all green or all 100% on these different tools and their tests and just to, to tick all those boxes on your check. Yeah, absolutely. 100%, 100% of green traffic lights versus not getting any traffic is just, just ridiculous. Um, so you mentioned something as maybe crawl budget people spending excessive amounts of time on, but are, are there examples of maybe small 
technical issues that SEOs spend too much time on? Yes, there are. Um, I'm going to say potentially load speed of a page. We have these wonderful tools like uh, PageSpeed Insights that gives us a good score and you can see out of 100 what um, what score your, your website has or your web page has. And I do wonder whether we, if we're scoring 95 out of 100, whether those last five remaining points is really going to move the needle in terms of growth or not. And are you actually perhaps wasting a lot of goodwill with your development team who perhaps are having to spend a lot of time and energy making tweaks to the web page in order to get it to 100 rather than 95 out of 100 when you could actually be utilizing their experience and their knowledge elsewhere. Now, you also mentioned that some SEOs typically fight with product teams. So what do they fight about? I think it's about priorities usually. And again, this kind of perfectionism and checklist attitude towards things can cause those kind of rifts and unnecessary uh, discussions happening because Products just want a, a good website at the end of the day that works well. And SEOs want that too. But when we stick to our checklist, we can get a bit regimented in our understanding of what a good website looks like. And sometimes, actually, the fix that the product team or the development team has suggested is good enough. It might not be exactly perfect by the, in the eyes of an SEO, but if it does what it needs to do and it's not going to cause any issues from an SEO perspective, then do it. There's no point going back and forth for, for months on end arguing over the implementation of something if actually the way that it's been suggested is easiest and is still going to work, just go with that. Okay, so stop blindly following traffic lines. Stop blindly following lists. Maybe let's get a little bit positive here. What are some SEO activities that can drive growth that often get neglected or deprioritized that SEO should be focusing on instead? That's a really good question. I think Technical SEO, in my opinion, is one that does need to be looked at, but often is one that falls into these checklists. So what I want to stress, I suppose, is don't throw it all out. <laughs> don't throw it all out and think, oh, I won't bother with that at all because it's on a checklist. It's quite common. I just won't bother anymore. Because getting your technical foundation right is imperative. It's so critical for you to see growth. If you have a website that you can't, a Google can't parse, it can't fall through properly, you're going to have problems. So I'd always say that make sure that the the work that you're doing technically is going to actually make the website well-performing. Um, and from there, it's all about your content and your making sure that you're matching user intent. I think you kind of need to get the foundation of technically good website first and build the rest from there. And what tool or tools do you use to determine how Google is seeing your site? I like to use crawl logs. So I like to look at how Googlebot is actually navigating around the website and see what it might be tripping up or where it's visiting pages more often than I expect to see it visit them or less often. So I think that's always a good place to start. If you can get hold of your log files, analyze those. And also Search Console, it's it's Google's way of telling us what Google is seeing. So I think that's a really, really good one. And let's not overlook uh, Bing's equivalent as well, because you might not be focusing that much on Bing traffic, but the insights that Bing are able to, to provide are really useful as well. So really kind of combining those two things really, really helps it just to, to get a good understanding of kind of what Google is seeing when it visits your page. And what are some typical warning flags you see in log files and what would you do to fix them? Things like orphan pages. If you're not expecting that page to be orphans, then that's something that you can identify through log files purely because you can kind of see where Google isn't visiting pages and investigate from there. And also whether there's just uh, pages that exist on your site that you might not actually be aware of. So sometimes uh, filtering systems can cause additional pages or the way that a page has been implemented or the fact that a button actually creates a new page rather than taking you through to an existing page, for instance. And so Googlebot is a way of finding those pages that you might not even be aware of. So looking at your log files can help you to see where those additional pages are being created 
and helps you to identify actually are they going to be problematic or not. Should every size of website, every type of website be looking at log files or every, every SEO that works in those different types of businesses to be doing that? Because I often associate log files as something that you do when you're working for a large website, but is that not ne- necessarily the case? I mean, ideally, we'd all have access to log files and be able to look at, look at that information. But in reality, it's very hard to get hold of them often, especially if you are, say, agency side. It can be very difficult to, to liaise with the right person in your client's team to, to get hold of those log files. There's security issues around log files. So it isn't as simple as absolutely go for it, get hold of those log files and start analysing because practically you're probably not going to be able to for various reasons. But it does give you a lot of insight. Even small websites have technical issues that can create additional pages that you might not be aware of. Tagging systems, for instance, or the way you tag up a blog could cause there to be additional category pages that you hadn't even noticed before. And sometimes these aren't even that easily picked up through crawls. And you'll be surprised at when you look at your log files, what pages Googlebot is actually hitting that you just hadn't identified through a standard crawl. Okay, okay. So there's some great tips about how to improve your technical health and perhaps get a quick win as a result of doing that. You also mentioned it's important to be driving growth and focusing on that rather than these traffic lights that we talked about at the beginning. So maybe what are one or two quick things that an SEO could be doing on site to drive some quick wins? I'm not going to say the words, but it is very dependent upon the situation that that website is in. So I don't think there is a one-size-fits-all answer for this because you need to know what your strategy is. And quick wins for one company are not going to be quick wins for another. I always, always say start with a really robust strategy because those kinds of on-page fixes that you would be looking for, so for instance, do you need some additional pages created to address particular search queries or um, have you noticed that um, users are starting to search in a different way and you need to kind of do things on-site to, to accommodate that? That should all be coming out of your strategy. If you're doing that kind of thing too uh, separately from your SEO strategy, you're going to run into trouble because as soon as you start deviating too far from the strategy, you you start um, straying and potentially unable to get the same results that you'd committed to as part of your strategy. How often should you be building and um, coming back to and reviewing your SEO strategy? It really, I suppose, is... Is it should be in line with how your company does it or whether your client's strategies are being put in place. So if you have a yearly marketing strategy, for instance, then you probably need a yearly SEO strastrategy. How in-depth that strategy goes for, say, past two quarters, again, is really dependent on the, the format and the, the makeup of your company. I like to plan at least six months in advance. I like to have a rough idea for the whole 12 months and then really have a nailed down strategy for at least six months. But again, it would differ if I knew there's something big that's happening on the horizon at the company that would change direction substantially. Or if I know that we're, I don't know, releasing a new product or looking to go into a new market, then we might have to be a little bit more agile with that strategy. And you can kind of have a loose plan and a loose idea of where you want things to go, but actually nailing down the specifics and the the KPIs and the the actual activity that's going to underpin that strategy, you might have to do that a little bit more in the short term. Great. Okay. SEO strategy for the coming year. Maybe that's another discussion to have um, on perhaps uh, another webinar at some point in the future. But you've shared what SEOs should be doing in 2023 or definitely what they shouldn't be doing as well. Uh, But now let's talk about what SEOs shouldn't be doing in terms of things that are counterproductive. Something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Really, I think we need to steer clear of this siloing that seems to happen in SEO teams. So this uh, idea that whether you're part of an SEO team within an agency or you're perhaps the only SEO that works for a a brand or you're working in a much larger team in a brand, this idea that kind of SEO is a separate channel 
you'll often see uh, teams that are working together being sort of social media paid teams, maybe your marketing strategists, they're all working together to come up with campaign ideas. And because SEO isn't really that campaign focused, outreach aside, digital PR aside, this tendency and this risk that SEO might sort of sit off in its own little bubble a bit. And I think really for the upcoming year, we need to try and knock that on the head. We need to be working really integrated uh, with other teams because we're missing opportunities. We're missing uh, missing insights from their data. We're missing the opportunity to, to collaborate on ideas and to have a, a total omni-channel approach to, to marketing. I often see that happening amongst other channels, but SEO still sits off to the side because we're kind of this team or we're this discipline that sort of straddles a little bit of, of development and product and, and creative. And we really need to see ourselves integrating more and lessening those silos between SEO and the other marketing channels. What have you done in the past to be more successful at uh, forging greater integration with, uh, with other people in the, in the business? Starting with training, usually. I think that um, SEO can appear to be this very hard to understand black box. And because of that, no one really knows where they should be integrating, and where they shouldn't be integrating with the SEO team. So education is a great place to start. Speak to your copywriters about how SEO and copywriting works together. Speak to your paid team about how paid search and organic search works together. Talk to your uh, CRM team about how SEO can help keep customers within the funnel. When you start educating and start having those discussions, you open up opportunities for people to collaborate with you that they just might not know about. And, and vice versa, you learn things about the other disciplines and think actually SEO could have an impact there or actually this could have a really good or bad impact on SEO. But until you have those kind of discussions where you're starting to educate, learn about the other channels, they're learning about yours. It's really hard to do that. I love the way that you started talking about funnels with CRM teams and a language that they would understand. I think that a lot of SEOs sometimes just maybe host a, an SEO training session, give people a general overview of SEO, but don't really take the time to understand what matters to other roles in the organisation. Helen Politas, Head of SEO at Karen Classic, karenclassic.com. Helen, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com.